Every marriage is different, but I think all marriages hit at least one point where one or both spouses wake up one day and realize, hey, I don't feel very close to my husband or to my wife anymore. It could be the transitions of life or events at work or church or with children or conflict or the death of a parent or just misunderstanding that kind of builds up between any couple. Whatever the case, today we want to look at how you can rekindle the romance or just work at keeping it alive in your marriage. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a romantic episode for you this week. This is episode number 242, and today we're going to be talking about how to keep the romance alive or how to bring it back in marriage. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed dealing with your shame and guilt after a betrayal. Definitely worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. And as always, if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Now, mm-hmm. we've had a number of folks reaching out about our 2020 marriage cruise. What is the route this year, Verlinda? Okay, we have a new route this year. I'm very excited. We go from Fort Lauderdale to San Juan to St. Thomas to, I don't know how to say this, Caleb, Tortola. I'm assuming they have turtles there or something. <laughs> and then, Nassau. how do you say that one? Nassau. We should probably learn how, how to, to say, say these. these. I know, I know. <laughs> anyways, after I've been there, I'll remember it so much yes. better. Okay, and then just for folks that are listening, when does it depart and for how long? So we depart on February 15th, 2020 from Fort Lauderdale, as I mentioned. It's seven nights and eight days. Awesome. And how can people learn more about this? Um, well, if you go to oyf.link slash cruise in your browser, or just look for the cruise link at the top of the page on our website at onlyyouforever.com. Awesome. Okay. And in other news, uh, folks probably noticed that we missed an episode last week. Yes. Our life kind of went sideways. Yes. Or not our life in particular, but my parents were in a bad car accident. So I am currently like 2,000 miles away from Caleb. Kilometers, but far Kilometers. enough either way. Yes. Yeah. Helping with, out my parents. So we're trying to record this, not together. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And your parents are doing pretty good, actually, considering. Yes, they are. They are. They're at home just, when they're mobile. They're just really kind of beat up, basically. And just, yeah, recovering slowly. Yeah. So very thankful. Okay, so we'll be doing an episode today. Uh, We'll be skipping next week as well, and uh, we'll be back on the last day of July. So there'll be three episodes for the month instead of uh, four, but I think that'll it should all work out okay, anyways. Yeah, and that's just what we had to do this month. Yep. Thanks for understanding, everybody. Let's start with uh, why we need to keep the romance alive. Some of our listeners might even be wondering if this is really necessary. I hope it's not like that for you, but maybe it is. Or if it's really just kind of window dressing, maybe on the commitment of marriage, right? Do we need romance or is it just, is it enough to be just faithful and committed? Are you asking me or are you going to answer that question? Well, yeah, you have an opinion on that. So why don't you fire away? Well, I'd say like, it's not necessary for survival, but it just makes life so much more enjoyable. Yes. 
Yeah. That's my thoughts. But we'll see what the research says. Go ahead. Yeah. So, well, I think it'll come alongside what you're saying. If One of the interesting findings in the research is that the commitment to keeping your marriage alive and interesting, which I think is kind of some key components of romance, right? Yeah. That actually helps strengthen your, your spouse's confidence in you. So they need to see that commitment to romance. And when they see it, it gives them more confidence Ooh. in you as a partner in the relationship. Okay. Right? If you're not having as much sex and not taking time to date your spouse, those kind of features of romance, then it ends up sending a signal that you don't care as much about your marriage, even if you do. Mm, right? Yep, yep. And so this could leave your wife or husband feeling unloved or unimportant and asking themselves the question, am I not important enough? Like, do I not warrant some special or additional attention mm. over other significant people in your life? It's kind of that, that feeling of uniqueness, right? Yeah, like, am I important? Special, huh. yeah. Yes. Think about okay. marriage, too, as a vow to be interdependent, to lean on one another, to rely on one another. And if you're not taking additional and special care of your spouse, then they're less likely to want to rely on you. Oh, and if they feel they can't okay. rely on you, it starts to raise a question mark over the viability of the marriage. So that really? it kind of goes down a couple of different routes there, quite possibly. So, you know, for that reason, I think it is very important to keep the romance alive so that your spouse does feel like they have a special place in all of the constellation of things that matter to you. Right. Yeah. So it's not just that it's like not necessary, but it's extra, but it's like, no, this is important. Yeah. It's, I think it's quite vital. Absolutely. Oh, I'm excited about that. Okay. So what happens to romance? Like what, what erodes it? How does it go wrong? Well, not wrong, but dissipate. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we noted just kind of looking through some of the studies was well, I guess, first of all, I would say that it's going to be different for every marriage. Like everybody's going to have a unique story here, right? So right. it's up to yeah. our listeners to really think about what's uniquely contributed to the erosion of romance in their marriage. But it could be things like declines in, in your efforts for self-care. It could be mm -hmm. added stressors or illnesses. It could be just the ongoing task of child rearing, or it could be things like work demands that have accelerated or grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have cohabited before marriage, then the sense of institutionalizing the, the relationship by getting legally married can reduce romance. Really? Yeah. it may That may be a contributing factor. I didn't find this in the research, but just kind of drawing on some other things that I've noted previously, it could uh, be contributed to why the divorce rate is higher for cohabiting couples or for marriages where mm. the marriage was preceded by cohabitation. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, becoming overly familiar with your spouse in this sense that you stop getting to know them more. Um, in any kind of marriage that can erode romance, uh, desexualizing yeah. your roles in the sense of being less sexual or maybe just pragmatic or formalized in your roles in bed and your, your kind of sexual scripts with one another. Those things can reduce sexual desire. They can increase isolation and that all wears away at the romance of marriage. So it's kind okay. of, there's, there's quite a few different ways, but I think the big one to point out is boredom, right. boredom and, and lack of excitement, right? So newlyweds, they don't understand each other very well. They think they do. And that's great. <laughs> uh, we were there too ourselves, right? Yeah. And that phase of rapid discovery is interesting and it's exciting. But when that passes, if you're not careful, you can become bored. Okay. And, and what's happening there is that the initial excitement is coming from the rapid development of closeness. And it's normal for that to decline over time. But the challenge is that boredom undermines closeness, which in turn undermines satisfaction. Okay. So one study confirmed that marriage boredom is positively correlated with a decrease in satisfaction nine years in the future. So if you're bored now, yeah. you're going to have a decrease in satisfaction later yeah. in the future. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, the, okay. the good news is you got some time to deal with that. Like, I mean, you need to get on exactly. it, but it's, yeah. it's not, uh, it doesn't it's have to like become a crisis. dying tomorrow or something. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what was interesting about that study is that the results were independent of relationship tension and conflicts. So while conflict does add distress in the marriage, it, it also highlights the need for us as couples to really focus on closeness in our marriage and being like intentional about that and specifically like the need to counteract boredom. Okay. So, so they, are you going to go more into this later about like how to actually counteract yeah, the boredom? Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about keeping the romance alive for sure. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Huh. Yeah. So, so excitement in relationship yep. facilitates a closeness, which in yep. turn promotes satisfaction over the long term. Like this is a positive right. cycle a positive, here. Just by yep. adding excitement. See, I knew there was a purpose <laughs> for excitement. <laughs> yes. Huh. Probably more than one. Well, that's exciting. Okay. Isn't it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> okay, yes. keep going. So that's that's where cultivating romance can really help, right? And uh, yeah. and we'll get into some specific strategies over that about around that, I should say, over the break or after the break. But I just wanted to kind of pause here to say again that we've created a bonus exercise sheet for our, our much appreciated supporters. If you do want to break out of the boredom and start to rekindle that romance, we've got some more detailed exercises for you and your spouse to do together. Okay. And you can get that by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll take a short 60-second break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day -day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about the risk of boredom. So let's look at some specific strategies for Linda, like you're asking about, for rekindling romance in marriage, keeping it alive. Okay. So how do we keep the romance alive? So one great resource to turn to in the world of marriage research for a topic like this is the work of Nan Silver, who's a renowned clinical psychologist, and John Gottman, a well-known marriage researcher. Mm -hmm. And there's a few parts of their work that really speak specifically to romance. One of them is enhancing your love maps. So per our concerns with boredom, Gottman and Silver point out that happy couples are very much familiar with their partner's world. And again, it's easy to assume you know everything about your spouse, but the reality is you do not. And you cannot. Humans are just mm -hmm. far too complex for that. And we fall into a dangerous zone when we start to believe that there's nothing else to learn or to figure out. Okay. Right? So a love map. So what map, is a love map then? Well, that's Sorry. all the information that's stored in your brain that describes your spouse. And so it's good to assume, it's healthy to assume that our map is always complete. And that leaves room to get to know one another more deeply. Childhood memories and experiences. Just one example. They could be explored if you want to look more deeply in the past. 
or in the present? What are their current stressors? How do they feel about those things? Like, what is that really kind of bringing up for them? Yeah. Right. So there's actually a lot to explore with one another as we go on. And sometimes we just sort of get out of the habit of getting into the detail of these things and and figuring them out with one another. Right. Okay. But so, in, so just getting to know each other better, like updating these love yeah. maps, learning new things, that helps keep romance alive. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And probably just like, you know, coffee dates or monthly date night or lunch dates here and there, and then just kind of taking those moments to be curious with each other too, right? Okay. Or when something comes up and you don't quite understand why your spouse is reacting the way they are, I mean, go in there with some curiosity. That's a chance to build out your love map. Mm-hmm. You're so good at that. Like I naturally go to just assuming I know why right. you're reacting the way you are or whatever. Whereas you're really good at asking the questions because often I have it wrong. Like when you just assume it's so easy to have it wrong, but you have this assumption and you just keep on going with it and it's yeah. not even accurate. No, it may not be. Right. I mean, I get yeah. there sometimes too, for sure, but thanks for that. But those, those questions, the curiosity. So yeah. Good. Curiosity is such a good thing. Yeah. Such a good thing. So then okay, another thing is, yeah, another thing is working on fondness and admiration and, and those are essential elements in satisfying long-term relationships. Okay. Okay. So, f- I mean, just think about fondness and admiration in the context of romance. Like, can you imagine being romanced by your spouse with there being zero fondness or admiration communicated to you? Well, what is fondness and admiration? Fondness is like like an affectionate appreciation. Okay. It's it's like a it's the endearment kind of part of love. If you're fond of someone. Okay. Yeah. And then admiration is is like you know you look up to and appreciate and express it their qualities like that okay. you admire them. Okay. So again, just kind of going back to my question, like can you imagine a sense of being romanced without fondness or admiration? It's yeah, really like hard. You don't to even envision. think they care at that point. Right. Right. And so huh, we have a helpful okay. exercise in this week's bonus content for our patrons called I Appreciate. It steps you through some ways to nurture fondness and admiration between you. But those are two key things. Okay. Also from Gottman and Silver's research. Okay. So anything else? Like we have enhancing our love maps, working on fondness and admiration. Yeah. It's a couple more things. Another one is turning toward each other instead of away. So as stated before, marriage is not an easy task and romance can wane over the years. And Rather than giving into a marriage without romance, that romance can be kept alive by just letting your spouse know that they're valued during the grind of everyday life. Okay. This is kind of the turning towards each other instead of a way thing comes in here because it, it's just taking a moment to stop and pivot towards your spouse and, and send something valuable their way rather than just kind of maybe going through life parallel to each other. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Do you have some examples? Well, like leaving an encouraging voicemail for your spouse when you know they're having a bad day or taking a few minutes to listen to their bad dream. And and maybe even if you are busy saying, you know what, I will discuss that later instead of just saying I don't have time now. But it's just kind of saying I'm here for you. Let's, yeah, let's, I want to hear more. Kind of those little okay. moments of, of connection, right? And okay. yeah, just thinking about turning towards instead of letting the calendar or the next email or the next test message kind of always be driving us. It's just sometimes we can get too busy for too long and that can dampen romance in marriage too. Okay. It's, it's really creating those little I care moments for your spouse. Right. I think that's what and we're I, aiming for. I think this is easy to do because, or I think it's easy to become too busy because you take your spouse for granted because you know they're there. Yes. 
right? If you don't answer the text message, maybe someone will be mad at you or yeah. you'll lose a sale or yeah. whatever it might be. But you know your spouse is there. But in the so long term, yeah. that's what's so important is the marriage. Yes, absolutely. So that's the turning towards each other. And the next thing is creating shared meaning. Mm-hmm. So since marriage is not just about routine and duty, there has to be a meaningful aspect of your marriage as well. And that's really about building like an internal life together, sort of a culture within your marriage that's full of your own rituals and appreciations of the roles and the purposes that unite you as a couple, almost very like uniquely. It's sort of the unique thumbprint of your relationship. Okay. Kind of leading you to know what it means to be part of your family. It's it's kind of, you know, there's self-definition around what your marriage is about here, right? Okay. So you need to share that. You need to create that together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so some of the ways, some of the ways that you create shared meaning often is just by the things that you do together. So yeah, there, there are those larger kind of visionary purpose kind of things for sure. But this, this kind of creating shared meaning is about almost like I'm thinking along more the lines of these are the little rituals that we do together that just make us, us. It's our little things that we like. Right. Okay. And that, that creates romance. So I get several ideas that we'll just kind of skip through here for Linda. Okay. So every, so every couple might be different here on what they create and put into theirs. Yeah. Hopefully they'll all have some of these things, if not all of them, but how they implement them will be just kind of between okay. them for their own flavor. Right. Right. How they so, do it is their own way. Yep. Okay. So how do like, we do this? Like take the first example, show your appreciation every day. So every day spouses should ask themselves, what can I do to celebrate my spouse today? And then act on those thoughts or ideas. So again, that's going to be unique based on who you are. And as you do it, it's unique based on who I am. But it's still, you know, the thing that all couples can do is show their appreciation between themselves, right? For the spouses for one another. So that's, that's a good one to start with. So just find something that you appreciate about your spouse and then either vocalize it or do something about it. Yep. And this is taking you out of the uh, taking each other for granted mode, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Which is really going to erode romance. So another one, and this will, you know, you can, this probably applies to a bunch of different kinds of stuff, but surprising your, your spouse. So the uh, emotional fitness for couples author, Barton Goldsmith, he suggests that small surprises also make every day special between two people. And that can be okay. things like leaving a little love note on the fridge or in the shower or tucking it in your spouse's pocket, leaving a loving or sexy voicemail on their phone or sending a card to work. Those kinds of things can help reignite the passion that just kind of sparks between the two of you. Okay. So this doesn't have to be a huge thing. This is like small everyday yep. things. Okay. I mean, the big things are good too. Yeah. And then carving out time together is another one. So urgency for each other goes away after the honeymoon phase and you start to feel comfortable with each other. And Mm -hmm. often time for the relationship itself becomes a lower priority. But by scheduling time each week for just the two of you to see a movie, to dine out, to do something more low key, like talking, listening, cooking together, just lying on the couch together. That's a great way to create special moments. Okay. It's like some us time. Right. And you might actually have to put that on the calendar. Some people will want it on the calendar. It's going to help them. Other people will want to just sort of cultivate this as part of normalcy around their home. Right. Right. Whatever works for you guys. Yeah. Another okay. option is to mix things up a little bit too. So according to so a research group, Maserati et al. or Maraziti et al. 
in 2006, they found that doing new things together releases oxytocin, which is a neurotransmitter in the brain. It's the it's one of those chemicals that makes us uh, feel all a Twitter when a relationship is fresh. It's also kind of the the love drug that's in our brains, the bonding drug, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that that can be activated by doing new things together, like okay. going on a marriage cruise, for example. Cough. Mm, that's a really good one. Yeah, we like that one. Uh, but any kind of trip that you enjoy together or just trying out new experiences or taking a day off to be with each other and just hang out. So that kind of mixing it up thing can really help with romance too. Mm, just bumps you out of the everyday yeah. grind. So like get creative there, right? Okay. That's a pretty cool thing that your brain is going to help you out with. Another researcher uh, pointed out about chores. So this is back on the other end of the scale from... Uh, new and innovative towards mundane and dreary. But they noted, or this researcher noted, that many people feel loved and cared for when their spouse helps out around the house. Mm-hmm. And as we've said before, doing the dishes can be sexy. Yep. I just heard something about uh, the sexiest looking man has a dishcloth in his hand. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so chores. Anyhow, chores yes, are good. Chores. And then... Remember what first sparked your love. So doing that helps you appreciate where you are now as a couple. I thought this was a pretty cool idea. Uh, The Gutman and Silver suggested going back to the place where you met and even reliving your first date, if possible, which for (laughs) us would be quite funny. What? may require, that for us would be quite funny and may may even require a trip to the ER. Yes, yes. Oh, dear. But that's a neat idea. Yep. And then the last one idea on this note was being intimate, uh, particularly just around touch, right? Touch is one of the most nurturing forces in our world. So if you're unsure of your spouse touching you, it's essential to explore what's going on and to work on that. But touch and and then, it, you know, is a great form of, of just being intimate because you touch each other or you can be touching each other. I'm going to say you should be touching each other in ways that nobody else touches you. Right. Yes. Physically, right? Yeah. And that's that's intimate all by itself. Even if it's not it like a sexy so... touch, just the way you touch as a couple right. is unique and that there's intimacy there, right? Okay. And of course, communication is is another way of being of doing this intimacy part too. That's about connection, openness, vulnerability. So really fostering healthy, consistent communication is also a way to create regular intimacy. It's a way to help keep the romance alive in marriage. And for a lot of the things that we've talked about, you know, having a good sort of base of communication in there is a huge help as well. Right. So that's all I had. I'm sure there's lots more ways to do it, but these are some great ways to keep the romance alive in your marriage. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted thinking back over everything you just said. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, that's good. All right. So now we just need to go and make it happen. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we would like to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. We have Linda and Stuart and also Erica. So thank you so much to all of our supporters. We couldn't do this without you. Caleb, next week. Next episode. Yeah. Next episode. We're going to talk about how to identify your emotions. Oh, are we pointing this at like the male population? We're going to pick out the man again. Yeah, sounds good. But there, you know, there's some women that struggle with this too. Yeah, we all could use help. Sometimes we just get overly emotional and we don't actually identify anything. No. I'm talking about other women, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 242. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, 
open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.